Hello and welcome to another episode of Building Minnesota Rocker. My name is Ashley, uh, aka Midnight, the director of content here for the team, here with Brett Diamond, the COO. We're hanging out. It's uh, it's our first ever podcast from the time we're in right now. Quarantine land or, I, I you know, stay at home land. Uh, Brett, this has been an unprecedented time, obviously, in just, I think, like, our lifetimes. Like, I'm going to definitely recount this as, like, holy cow, remember when this crazy thing happened? It's been pretty nuts, but here we are, man. We're, we're doing the podcast remotely, and, and I'm excited. Yeah, you know, podcast took a couple-week hiatus while we shifted to, to working from home, but it's it, it'll, it's good to to be back in action here um, and and nice to, to get a chance to connect with the fans. Yeah, I think it's super awesome to to get back in it. I feel like now is a better time as ever to to start this back up, give give people to uh, something to look forward to. You know, a lot of people were I, I get a lot of compliments. I'm sure you do, too, like in person, like, hey, I love the pod- podcast because of this reason. And so, you know, when we were not doing it, like, like you said, because we we're getting into the work from home vibe, there's, you know, some some process changes that we all need to adjust to obviously in this time because we're not all in the HQ uh, every day seeing each other so we had to get get up with that and then I mean we've been like pretty busy considering the time we're in we've still been doing quite a lot uh we haven't you know shut down luckily uh we can get a little bit more into that but I think yeah you know for the most part we've been we've been pretty busy and now I'm looking forward to getting back into this I think we'll do weekly episodes and I'd love to now that we are remote it actually from a technical setup point of view it makes it a little bit easier for us to host guests because all they have to do is pop into a discord and we can easily hear and see them so we'd love to have guests on in the future too if you guys have any recommendations for who you'd want to see on the show definitely let us know yeah, I would love to hear from from the fans who they want to see. You know, we can you know we'll do a couple episodes where maybe we take some fan questions. We we can we can figure out all that. Uh, you know, I mean it's it's been a a pretty interesting month. I mean, like you said, what we're going through here it's unprecedented, not just in in our life, but even our parents. I mean, if 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 everything went back to business as usual tomorrow, which obviously it's it's not going to. This would already be the most, you know, the most significant event of all of our life, parents' life. I mean, really, there's been, there hasn't been this type of disruption to day-to-day life in America um, or the world since really World War II. You know, maybe even you have to go back further than, you know, really probably to the last flu pandemic in 1918. Right. So it's you know this is a time where but we'll be looking back on this time period for the rest of our lives uh, about what what place here. You know, I mean, we, you know, we're, we're going to try to keep the the vibe for this podcast, you know, happy and upbeat, right? There's a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of things going on in the world that can pull you in the other direction. We want to try to focus on positivity here. Um, but there's no question that, you know, every day, we're thinking about you know, the the people that are on the front lines of this fight, the the healthcare workers, doctors, nurses, uh, delivery drivers, people working in the stores that are still. I mean, those are the things that are keeping society functioning now. Which there's you know, 
those are the most important jobs in the world, right? Yeah, I mean, we're lucky that we have the opportunity to continue our lead, continue online, to, to continue to create content in whatever form it is. And we're not, we're not going to dwell on the magnitude of the moment too much for podcasts, right? I think people more just hear what we're up team is doing but you definitely have to you know take a moment to salute the people that are truly on front lines of this you know as well as obviously the people battling yeah yeah i think it's i mean let you i mean we both already kind of touched on it but it is really just this unprecedented time and there's i mean it happened over something similar to this happened over 100 years ago there's no like handbook especially with where we're at you know in society there's no like oh yeah you just do this and it'll pass like it's just so wild right now i think to that point though it is awesome to still have you know this to to look forward to for us to do and for the folks who you know are still wanting to keep in the loop with us keep in the loop with the team whether that's obviously you know how the matches are going and and how the players are doing how the staff is doing and how we're all adjusting to this to this time i think it's it's important to document stuff like this and uh and to create during this time um i feel super stoked just kind of to touch on the the tournaments that that we've still been able to do we're one of the rare kind of i guess competitive sports esports you know competition based based thing that that can still happen and still function yeah playing online creates its own set of uh, issues and there's you know competitive integrity at at the highest level is played in person on land but definitely given the circumstances that we've all found ourselves in i think the fact that we're still able to function as a league um you know and function as a team still create awesome content still play still grind it out still practice I just feel really lucky to to still be in that situation, and I think um, you know I'm I'm hoping that 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 is providing a, a lot of entertainment for for fans as well, and not to mention that. But listen, I know what I just said. Like online and LAN are a little different, but at the last LAN event, made the grand finals, and the first online event, made the grand finals. There's clearly some consistency there, so. I mean, what's your reaction, Brett, kind of been to the the shift to online and not just that, but also like how the team uh, has has still performed to the level that, that, I mean, we kind of expect at this point. Yeah, it's certainly been an interesting, an interesting past month. And going into it, honestly, I, I wasn't sure what to expect. I certainly learned a lot about the technical side of everything over the past month more than I, than I ever expected to need to a lot of time talking with, you know, with the coaches and the players about what they need. Um, You know, I think the league did, did a good job getting everything to a point where it's up and running. Obviously there's some room for improvement on certain things. They, you know, they acknowledge that they're working to, to fix those. We're not in Chicago, quote, quote, unquote, in (laughs) Chicago for the next tournament. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see sort of the second go around. But it's a huge lift to get all of the, that production it is, out of a studio uh, environment into the cloud. And, you know, but from a, from a team standpoint, first of all, enormous credit to the coaches and the players. Seriously. For staying focused, continuing to work hard and prepare. And that's that was my probably my biggest takeaway from the overall the overall situation is that we continue to have, you know, obviously bias, but 
Our <laughs> coaches nice. continue to show that they, they are the best coaching staff in the league. Our players have that dedication, all the things that we've, that we've been talking about. And to be able to, to stay focused, all of the things going on um, in the world and, and the natural distractions that come with switching, you know, switching the format of the league and everything goes into it, not being together under one roof the way they had planned and they were throughout the season to still to still take second in the tournament to you know to bounce back after after that first round loss in Chicago. That's just so encouraging in terms of how this team continues to you know to just be true professional. At the end of the day, that that's what we keep seeing from these guys. These guys are professional every Yeah, I think um that's that's actually a really good uh call out is, you know, when you're switching the format to online there's a lot more, and, and I'm, I think I'm maybe kind of just, this is my viewpoint of, you know, a lot of the players in the league, not just our guys, but, you know, if things go wrong online, it's a little bit easier to say, ah, oh, well, it was online, it's chalked, whatever. And so to come out, that first match, I mean, yes, all three of those maps versus Chicago were very close, but we did get three out. That's t- I mean, especially against, you know, Chicago's a good team. The first time we played against them, we took the L there as well and you know based on our prior history especially recently you know losing to FaZe and then beating them losing to Dallas and then beating them I kind of was expecting that same type of rebound against Chicago and and although the maps were really close we we did still lose and so to know that the team you know took it on the chin move on to the next day and you reset and you regroup it's it's real easy though to to get in that headspace and be like oh it's online like it doesn't matter as much and whatever like it's, it's really awesome to see the resilience of the team that, that they've been able to showcase throughout the season. I think this last weekend, or whenever it was, the weekend before last, was was when we saw that kind of come into play. Like, the, the guys were able to, you know, take take the first L against Chicago. Then, you know, you come out, you, you beat Seattle, you beat Paris, you beat Dallas, who was, you know, that was the monkey on the back from the, the, the Los Angeles land, the last event we had in person. And then... You know, grand finals versus Florida, a team we've never played before, uh, you know, in a, in a league match. Obviously, we scrim against them and, and we have, you know, a lot of VOD tape that, that we watch on them. But it was our first time. And so that was, you know, it was interesting to see kind of how that ended up going. Um, and it was really interesting to see. I know you guys haven't seen it yet, but you will um, <laughs> show you guys the. Uh, you know, saga that we're still we're still doing the docu series. We're still kind of following the action as it goes, and uh, that's that's something that I'm really excited to for to to share with everyone because it's super interesting to see kind of the the perspectives on that and and what it means. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it, it is interesting because going into the weekend, I didn't know really what to expect in terms of how you know how the online environment might impact impact and i heard several of the podcasts followed the, the match weekend with you know some of the some of the people in in the cod scene talking about it where a lot of a lot of them were making the point that okay three of the four teams or really all all four of the final four teams were teams that had been to a finals before. Mm-hmm. chicago and dallas have are obviously both won a tournament us and and Florida had been in a, had been in finals in the in the previous two turns, so you still had essentially the point that a lot of them a lot of the you know, the people the personalities and content 
they were biased. We love Rocker. Uh, <laughs> but the non-biased uh, uh, folks talking about it all seem to center their view around the fact that you still had the, you know, essentially the top four teams, top four or five teams are still the top four. Yeah, that's that's super interesting to see it it laid out that way. I think you know, and and the point you touched on too with the league, uh, you know, learning from that weekend. I think, I mean, from what I heard, they've done everything they possibly can in this situation to make sure that it's the most competitive situation when we are playing these matches. Yes, online is always always a better atmosphere, but I mean, like I said, given the state of the world right now. I just feel dang lucky that we still get to see these matches and we still get to create around it. Um, and I, t- I mean, this this maybe kind of gets us into our next point. Um, you know, Rocker Royale. That's something really cool that I wanted to make sure we we talked about. And and I think you know most of the people probably listening to this were aware that it happened. But in case you weren't, we threw a forty thousand dollar charity uh, tournament on Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, called Rocker Royale. We had um, some celebrity type folk like musicians, some athletes, influencers, streamer people teaming up with, you know, people from Rocker. Um, I played in it. Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't my best day on the sticks, but, um, you know, it was fun. It was such a cool thing that we did and all of the, the money that in prizing, so $40,000 was distributed against um, or amongst all of the, the teams and the placements for for the tournament um but it it all went to charity it all went to COVID-19 you know based based charities and that's something that's super important and on top of that we raised money that was then matched by our ownership on our Twitch channel and it was just it was super cool to see the stream come together to host that type of a tournament and I think it really got like me and maybe hopefully some of the fans excited about the prospect of events like that in the future whether they're more war zone based tournaments whether we do other types of tournaments um that's something that that's really important to to me and to us um Brett kind of give your perspective why did we do Rocker Royale and and why should we keep doing it yeah good question the way I look at it and, and the way we essentially looked at it as we were preparing for it, a lot of people right now are asking, how can how can we help? How can we be a part of of a solution, right? Like none of us are gonna go hop in the lab and develop a vaccine, but if we can raise a little money for charity, if we can create some positivity for people, whether it's through an event like Rocker Royale, whether it's with, with our regular matches or just content on a day-to-day basis. You know, those are those are really important things and you know, so if you look at it from sort of the ten thousand foot view sports have always been about community and bringing people together and we certainly see that with with our incredible fans that have rallied around the team that are coming that were coming to watch parties at billy's that are now coming to discord coming to our, our, our online watch parties we just see the interaction with the fans every time we do something and and that stuff is awesome and if we can create some positivity, make make people, you know, we say it, we say it over and over again with staff. You know, if we can make make people laugh a little bit, um, put a smile on somebody's face, help help to put somebody's mind beyond the things that you know that they might be focusing on a day to day basis. You know, those that's a huge win. And I, I don't know about you, but for me, the Sunday of our match, Dallas, uh, and then Florida. 
the semifinals and finals, that that was really the first day in probably six or seven weeks that I didn't think about coronavirus or the things that the way that it's impacting at all. It was it was we were so into the matches, it was so intense that for me personally was was able to forget about those things for a day. And you know that 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 was just very refreshing personally, right? From a you know, just from a mindset point to almost feel like we just totally got away from it. I don't know how many staff felt the same way or how many fans felt the same but that was a huge positivity yeah definitely I think you know to to touch on the virtual watch party for those who are unaware on our discord channel um we held a watch party a virtual watch party anyone can come uh and and obviously some of you guys may know we were holding you know in-person watch parties for away weekends that that were happening so for instance during the Atlanta and the Los Angeles weekends we were gathering at this place called Billy's on Grand in St. Paul. This is obviously way before like the the whole uh, stay at home order and all that stuff uh, before that really hit earlier this year. And it was so awesome to be in person and watch the matches. Like there's people that are so enthusiastic about this. There's people who are kind of linking up at those things and they're they're making new pals that maybe they're going to game with and they found something in common like brett said like with community like you're you're there with other people and so when everything went to kind of the virtual world and and we obviously cannot go to a bar or restaurant right now uh and hang out so we were like dude let's do it virtually we have discord we have this place that people are already coming like our community's in there all the time they're talking and chatting Let's amplify it and put it in this. So we had people kind of typing to each other during the matches, communicating like, oh man, like that map was so crazy. What map is next? Are we good on that map? Like there's just talk about the matches, talk about everything like that. And then in between the maps, we actually had me and esports Doug, shout out to Doug. He was in there and we were kind of breaking it down as it was going. I think it actually made it kind of a super cool experience. And to your point, it really kind of helped helped me and I hopefully helped the other people who were involved in that uh you know maybe forget about some of the other things that that are happening in the world and giving them a place to not literally go but you know virtually go and and have a good time and and meet up with some like-minded people I think it's actually a very social thing some of the things that that we're doing and implementing um around this and I think that's something that we're going to continue to do, whether it's with the Rocker Royale tournaments and you get to, to view it and, and watch it and, and be a kind of feel like you're a little bit a part of, you know, something, especially with the charity aspect and people were so generous in their donations and, and everything like that for for everything. It was just it was it was an awesome experience for for what the situation we're all in. It's it's obviously tough, but I think we've we've so far we've tried to make the best of it and we've tried to do what what we can and I think we're we're gonna continue to do that. We're gonna still have more virtual watch parties. We're gonna think of ways to get people involved. Yeah, and like you said at the start, we want to hear from fans, right? And see what what do they what do they want to see from the team from a point during this time. At the end of the day, we do these things for fans, right? Yeah. So you know we you know Drop us a comment, uh, you know, shoot us a DM. Like we we want to hear these things and we want to try to tailor it to what people want. Yeah, we're we're very plugged in in that aspect. I think even after the the tournament uh, for for Dallas and and uh, you know afterwards, we we're kind of tweeting out like, hey, we don't have we don't play again. We don't play Chicago. We play, uh, you know, in in basically a month. 
what would you like to see from us in the meantime? And there was a, a lot of amazing content ideas that people tweeted at us. Some of them we are already doing. Some of them we could implement into things that could improve them. And some of them are brand spanking new. And, you know, my focus, especially this week, is focusing on what, on what those things are. How do we integrate them into what's going out? And how do we keep people connected? Because, I mean, I, I can't say it enough, so I'm sorry if it's repetitive, but I just feel super lucky that we're even able to create it helps it helps me i think it might help some of the other staff that we're able to create during this time and it also like helps to know especially when you have that instant connection with the fans whether it's the replies on twitter or the, the folks in the discord who are always so passionate you know it's it really does feel like there's you know those people like you start to see their names in the replies often you're like oh I know that guy that guy replied yesterday like he's you know he's in it with us it's it's actually a really cool and interconnected world and I could go on about how you know esports and the communities around each esport kind of you know lead to that but I think community is one of the number one things so definitely like as Brett said as we said at the beginning if you still have more ideas or if you still like have things you'd want to see definitely let us know because we're we're all about, you know, making cool stuff first and foremost and, and obviously making cool stuff that, that you guys enjoy. One thing I'm interested to see is um, how we kind of keep going. Because now I feel like we've spent the last month maybe recalibrating a little bit. I don't know if that's fair to say, but we're recalibrating a little bit. Because obviously, I mean, we were anticipating holding another event in May down at the Armory in, in Minneapolis. Obviously, that's that's no more. Um, very excited for the the next time we can all you know hold an event and be somewhere together cheering. But in in the meantime, we've recalibrated to to fit into this new world, and it's it's interesting. What do you think, Brett? Is the number one thing that that we can do to stay connected with with people during this time? Yeah, well, to give people a little bit of a sense of of what we talked about as staff throughout this process, but also before we call it parted ways, the last, really the last day we were all in the AQ. What we've said to the staff is family comes first, your health and safety comes. Those two things are the most important in everybody's life. We don't want anybody to confuse that with. But beyond that, we want to continue doing the things that have gotten us here this this team show has shown an incredible amount of hustle and just everybody works so hard whether it's the players or the coaches or the staff and we think back to when we announced the team on july 1st and in those first couple months every step along the way we've done the absolute best we can with whatever hand we're right early early on when it was just you know ashley you and i recording free videos about free agency <laughs> in a poorly lit conference room <laughs> You know, we did, that was what we had the capability to do. And that's what we did. Right? And Annie came on board and, you know, the lighting got a little bit better and, and, uh, you know, we stepped up our game a little bit and then every step along the way, you know, hiring a staff, putting the team together, you know, we've consistently raised the bar on things we were doing. Right. But the, but the theme has always been the same that, you know, everybody just works their butt off and is going to do the best that they can with that and that they're doing. And that doesn't, you know, it's the same thing. It's the same mentality now. And whether that's doing a Rocker Royale or you know, finding a different way to do our game day content, it's just thinking about the things that we did and that we enjoyed doing as staff 
when we were in the office every day, what's the equivalent of that in the new online environment and just trying to do those. Yeah, I think, I mean, we've always been about creating. I think that's, that's something that I just, I've obviously always instinctively wanted to do. I think it matches well with, with obviously Gary V. He's minority owner in the team here. He's, he's helped kind of implement that culture. And I think, I mean, we even saw, and I, man, I don't even know if I want to say this because it just sounds so like, like I'm throwing shade, but it's, it's more just that I'm proud of the things that, that we've done, you know, during like the free agency time, not many other teams were making content. It's real easy to just be like, ah, yeah, well, we'll do that, you know, when it's, better time to do that there's always a good time to do content it always should be a thing that that you're doing and i think and i'm I'm definitely see some great stuff coming out of the other franchises uh during this time and this is definitely an unprecedented time where things are difficult but it's still time to to do that it's real easy to say ah yeah well the world's in in the state that it's in and it's easy to just kind of lean back and say ah we'll kind of wait for this to blow over no, man, we want to do cool stuff and keep people engaged. Uh, that's what we've been about since day one. Yeah, it's it's just as important, if not more important, for us as an organization to be communicating directly with fans. And there's, we've, you've said it before, esports right now has a unique platform to continue, to continue the product. It doesn't look exactly the same, but every esports team and league right now is thinking about the about how do we continue our competition how do we continue to put product in front of all of us believe that there is that there is the opportunity here to reach people that maybe would not tune into an esports event under under previous circumstances or it's sort of on their radar but it's not at the top of the list tune into um, so that's something that we're thinking a lot about as a staff is, is how do we start to reach to reach that audience how do you do it in the right way every every business every organization needs to make sure that they're approaching a situation like this in a way that you know that is just human right I mean we're all we're all people we all we all understand what's going on and I think anybody that side of the human the, the human factor here regardless of what industry you're in is, is not going to last long. Um, but with all all those things said you know it really just comes back to continuing to put the content out there and put your product out there in the best possible given whatever the situation is find it yeah I, th- I think it's i mean it's just awesome to be a part of and i just i mean gosh yeah with everything going on i just feel super lucky that i still get to do awesome things every day and, and i really do maybe it's maybe i'm getting a little sappy but i really do feel like it's awesome to see those same people in the discord to see those same people on twitter when someone new comes in the discord you're like what up dude and then you end up seeing him uh, or her you know interacting all the time and you're like oh wow like it's happening and i think another part that i think is pretty interesting about this time is a lot a lot of people now have more time to actually whether it's video game or kind of get into the esports side of thing like you mentioned i mean you're seeing professional athletes are now playing with these you know pro gamers it's super awesome to see they're they're getting into it it's it's kind of being recognized as like oh yeah this is a real thing it does make sense it is competition at the heart of it like it is 
a sport. It's just virtual, you know? And so I think, I think that point's getting across to a lot of people. And, and one thing that I thought was just super cool uh, about the the last weekend, the, the Dallas event, although it wasn't at Dallas, it was still the Dallas event online, seeing us like on Fox 9 News, not being covered in the sense of like, oh, hey, look at this like novelty thing happening. We were covered in that segment like a real sport. And, and unfortunately, because of how we got to the point where this is relevant, it kind of shows where this is always a relevant thing. Esports has always been happening in the background. And now that it has had the opportunity to get more eyes on it and be covered like a traditional sport was super cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. It reminded me of a conversation that we had early, early on. This might have been August or even earlier when we were trying to get media coverage around the team. And we always had a focus with our media outreach of looking for them to cover the competitive aspect, right? Mm -hmm. you know, as you alluded to, most of the media coverage from mainstream media of esports is sort of the, you know, hey, look at this, look at this video game. Right? Yeah. Or it's the business media looking at business and the market, which obviously all of that is important and we embrace, you know, that media coverage as well. But we've always had an eye toward working to get coverage of the, of the competitive side so that so that people that are just sort of tuning in understand that this is a team that's here to win that's here mm -hmm. to compete just the same way that any that any right and just because it's people playing video games doesn't mean that the players are any less competitive or that any of the fans are less you know living and dying with every you know with every point and every hard point right it's you know yeah, it's, it's every bit what it is for tradition for any um and at the time back to the original point i made the comment that i look forward to the day when we would have local media traditional sports media throwing some shade our way because of something that happened in that <laughs> and Friday night of, of the of the Dallas, Fox 9 covered our match against the Huntsman, complete with the anchor making a little bit of a snide remark of us of us blowing oh, the the 5-0 lead in search and destroy. Sale, man. Oh. And and this this the, the reporter that covered us for Fox 9 actually plays Call of Duty and he's super knowledgeable. He did a great job breaking matches. Yeah, Pierre definitely gets it. Yeah, yeah, Pierre Pierre is phenomenal. Um and then he throws it back to the anchor, and the anchor's like, yeah, they really blew that lead. And at first, I'm like, oh, come on, man. And it's like, wait, you know what? That's uh, – I'm not happy we lost. I don't, want, I don't want to be reminded of it. But there's some relevancy in, in local media taking a shot at you. Yeah, um, I mean, it, that, and that's how traditional sports can get covered yeah. too. And so it feels good to get that that fair treatment a little bit. And, and obviously the circumstance for how that ended up happening – is rough, but I think it might even become, you know, now that esports is on people's radar because it it is happening. Uh, hopefully, I'm I'm hoping that you know when things kind of, you know, realign and you start to see sporting events again in the future, people still consider esports as like, oh wow, this is a thing. Especially Minnesotans and and following Minnesota Rocker, and I think just. I mean, Minnesotans are so passionate about their sports teams anyway. I could go on and on about the Vikings, been watching them forever. It's we. I love that that same passion is starting to come through.
for for our team. And when you think about the arc of the media, right? And so this is a little bit of a of an insight for fans into how we've essentially been observing it. You know, our our perspective is we want to make sure that local media knows that we're still competing, knows that we that this team is you know is still playing competitive matches. But also, you know, you, you can't force anything down somebody's, right? Especially during a time like this, the media has to sort of decide whether they want cover story. For sure. Um, and the, as we look at the, really the arc of media coverage over the course of the past month, or they're called the sports media coverage, the, the initial stories when Starting in, in mid-March, when when all of the leagues went on their hiatus, including ours, the immediate story was the, the unprecedented full stop of sports in America. And that was the all-consuming media story for several days. And then the media story started to pivot to how, how the situation was impacting individual athletes. And we saw a lot of stories as well about how people were staying active at home and that sort of thing. And my sense is that it's that now media is turning a corner and starting to look at, okay, yes, those stories are still important. And the impact of coronavirus on sports and on society will always be a media story well after we all, you know, for years. Right? For sure. But the sense is definitely there that that media across the board are look are want some stories that are not 100% focused on on the COVID-19, right? People are getting that news all day, every day. There, people are probably starting to look to consume media and consume some things that don't necessarily directly hide it. And I think that's where we'll see both nationally and like locally increased increased media interest in esports and and the competitive side of what we're doing. You know, we'll see how it plays out over time. That's, you know, at the very least, we're going to, you know, to make the information available and make ourselves available and make our players available. And the media can decide whether they, whether they want to cover. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that, I mean, you've definitely had like uh, much more of a hand, you, you and Annie and the PR team kind of making sure that that we're able to be available. But I think that's that hits the nail on the head. We're not sitting here like, cover us now it's just hey this is the thing that's happening yeah. uh check it out and the fact that fox 9 and and some other you know amazing uh kind of news stories that we've seen come out as far as esports goes i think it's it's the right move it it helps people i mean i think at the end of the day when we go back to it sports and esports these are community things these are things that the community can get into and that's kind of like what we need right now, you know, I, that's, that's my opinion on it. At least I, you know, obviously there's a lot to be said about how we all get through this together, but I think at the core of it for me, that competition aspect, that, that thing that we can do to, to kind of escape, like you said, that Sunday where we had those two crazy matches versus Dallas, and then obviously making the grand finals again, like I didn't think about anything else other than... <laughs> The search and destroy strategies are, oh, what DOM map is coming up next? Why is that important? And just really getting into it. And then obviously in the Discord with everybody, 
getting into it. So I don't know. I'm super uh, optimistic, as optimistic as I can be about, uh, you know, what we're doing and, and kind of the, in relation to the times that we're in. But I'm still, you know, just as enthusiastic as I've always been about putting out great stuff for, for people to watch and now more than ever. Absolutely. That's, that's, I feel like that's the attitude of, of everybody in the organization and that's how we've gotten to the point we're at and that's how we'll, we'll keep going. Yep. Keep this thing moving forward. Um, awesome. I think, I think this can wrap up the podcast. I would love to hear from you guys. So you can obviously, you can listen to this podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, wherever. Find us on Anchor. There's a ton of different places to listen. Also, if you're on YouTube, hello, you got to see Brett's amazing set. He's got amazing artwork from his children. He's got a couple rocker items. Pretty jealous you got that that cut out there because I I freaking love that thing. I think it was from the first from launch event in January. Super awesome. Um, as, as the last person to close down the HQ, I was able to to scavenge a few things. Like, well, nobody's going to need this rocker head for for a couple months. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to take this one home with me. Yeah, there you go. You got some props and and some some stuff. Man, I miss the office, dude. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I feel like I get a lot done while working from home as backwards as that sounds but I definitely miss the face-to-face and I miss that atmosphere that's one thing that's missing is I mean we still have a great great talks and great meetings and great calls every day and we we try to you know see each other once in a while but like 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 this like webcam but I miss the atmosphere man anyway um not to get too caught off on my own uh there but Yes, if you're watching, make sure to subscribe, comment. This is where we'll be taking, you know, some some ideas for either content you'd love to see or guests you'd love to see on the podcast. We're thinking like industry guests, maybe um, maybe some people that are involved in the CDL, like a caster. Maybe if we can, you know, snag either ownership or management from another esports team or another franchise in the league, other players, coaches, personalities, influencers, people, anyone. Anyone who's, who's in the esports industry, uh, or especially CDL, we would lo- really love to hear from them and how they kind of work their what, whatever they've got going on. So feel free to give some comments down below. And if you're listening on audio, go ahead and leave a review on iTunes. We really appreciate that. Anyway, thanks so, so much for listening. We'll catch you next week because we'll be back. See you then.